0: KDXI St. George, Radio St. George at 100.3 FM. And we welcome you to The Extraordinary Talk Show, a show to help you understand yourself and the world from a new perspective. And in the process, help you find your own personal extraordinary. And now your host for The Extraordinary Talk Show, Della Hill. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another happy Wednesday afternoon. It does look to me like all of my equipment is functioning the way I want it to. So, welcome to the Extraordinary Talk Show this Wednesday with your host, me, Della Hill. I've got, like I always think, some cool stuff to talk about today, including, I just went to Burning Man. I haven't been in the studio, by the way, for, I don't know if it's been three or four weeks, because time is mushy. But I recorded a bunch of episodes to keep playing since I knew I was going to be at Burning Man and my life was going to be crazy and it kind of is anyway, but it's awesome that way. Today I want to tell you all, I won't have time to tell you all about Burning Man. (laughs) There is no time. I will sum up. But first, let me tell you the same things that I always tell you, right? Please don't believe a word that I say just because I say it. And please don't do anything that I do just because I do it. However, if something that I say strikes a bell of curiosity within you or something that I say or that you hear or feel or whatever while I'm talking, rings a chord of truth within you. I encourage you to follow that. And as a quick side note on that, just because I say things that you might recognize are true, I want to clarify, I'm looking into the camera right here, that doesn't mean everything I say is true. Everything that I say, I think is true or I wouldn't say it. However, there are things that I don't know yet. And it's possible that I don't know something yet that my, me and I need to go back and correct something that I have said. So I'm telling you, believe the things that I tell you that you hear me say based on your own intuition and that truth center inside of you that tells you what's true. And if that truth center bell rings a lot while I'm talking, then cool for both of us. Thanks for joining. And by the way, really, really thanks for joining. I'm so glad that you guys are here. I'm glad you're listening. I'm glad you're watching. You can watch live on Facebook on our, on the Radio St. George Utah Tech Facebook page. But also I'm live on the radio right now and this audio clip will be posted to Spotify by the end of the afternoon and My work, my current project is to take these podcasts and things that I've been working on for the last four plus years and conglomerate them all in one place to make them easily accessible for all of you. Thanks for that. Okay, jumping in. Burning Man. As I said, there's not enough time. I was there for 10 days And I cannot explain to you in the next 20 minutes everything that happened. Nor would I, because some of it was very private and special. And I wouldn't share it necessarily in this situation. But first let me tell you, I have wanted to go to Burning Man for as long as I can remember. From the very first time I heard about Burning Man, which I'm guessing is somewhere around 15 years ago. Pretty sure I heard about Burning Man when I was still in Virginia. And that was that long ago. And ever since I first heard about it, I've wanted to go. I couldn't even tell you why I wanted to go. I just was like, that sounds like something Della should go to. But there's a magnetism that drew me there. Earlier this year in February, I went on a Burning Man trip, which means with a bunch of burners, people who attend Burning Man and have these things in common from Las Vegas to Denver. And when I was in Denver, I took a picture, a quick selfie with my eyes closed, not even looking at the camera of me with this mural behind me. And this mural behind me had multiple faces in profile and the way the picture came out my face was in perfect profile along with these these faces in the painting facing to the right as you look at the photo and it was a really cool photo then when my burning man ticket arrived in the mail it had this beautiful picture on the front of it and on the right hand side of the ticket was a face and profile that matched that photo that I took beyond explanation. Looking at that, at my Burning Man ticket, I recognized the photo that I had taken because they were so similar. And I'm trying to tell you, I almost sullied my pantaloons. But it was one more sign to me that this is where I'm supposed to go. And you guys know that I follow my intuition. I f- follow what feels right to me to do even if it might not be logical. I don't necess- I try not to do things that are reasonably illogical, right? Like if something sounds like a bad idea, I don't just jump into it because it feels good. I do spend some time thinking and putting some thought into those things and considering what is the best option for whatever it is I want to accomplish. On the other hand, I believe in following my own intuition to a fault. And I keep doing this because it keeps working for me. So one way that I follow my intuition is with my feet. And my feet took me to Burning Man. At Burning Man, so that ticket, when I saw that ticket, I was, I knew it was another sign. You guys know. I believe in those signs. I believe in following them. So even though there were complications, like things came up and then, for example, I was going with my partner Jesse and between he and I, we had one ticket and there was another ticket that we thought we could count on and it turned out we couldn't count on it. So here we are three days before we're supposed to leave. We only have one ticket. But we didn't even stop packing. We just knew that the other ticket would come because clearly we're supposed to go to Burning Man. We are even, it felt like we're being pulled there. The other ticket's going to show up. I didn't even worry. And I was right, it did. Burning Man itself has 10 principles. And I don't have time to go into all of them. There are lots of great YouTube videos that you can watch, including one that's a really great one I recommend of a guy drinking picklebacks while he explains the, t- the Burning Man principles. But one of them is radical self-reliance. And what that means is that when you go to Burning Man, you got to realize that you're going to be in the desert for up to 8 to 10 days or more, depending on your job And this is a harsh environment. It is not kind to physical bodies or equipment. And you need to go knowing that there are no water sources. You must bring all of the water that you're going to need for the whole time that you're there. They used to sell coffee and they don't even do that now. So it's great to know once you show up, as long as you show up with everything that you need, including your tent or camper, food, water, And the basics, nothing else costs any money once you get there, which is really pretty cool. So people complain. I've heard people complain about the ticket price. The ticket price, I think, was $575, and I was there for 10 days. So it was less than $100 a day, and I didn't have to pay for a single thing while I was there. When I went to EDC, which was also awesome and, in my opinion, worth the money because I'm going to do it again, the tickets were closer to 700 dollars and that was for a three- to four-day event, and everything there cost money. So, if, that wise, Burning Man's actually pretty cool. Just know that you got to bring your own stuff. However, if you're smart, and I don't recommend coming without food. I definitely recommend bringing your own food. But if you're smart, you can go to Burning Man and never eat your own food, because there's so much free food available in all of the camps. There are many, many camps that go to Burning Man. I went to, to Burning Man with a camp called the mansion, which was a dance hall and a bar. And it was a lot of fun, and I got to bartend, and I got to dance, and I got to see things that I've never seen before, will probably never see again, and will never forget. But some of those, I honestly will reserve for videos or conversations when I'm not on live radio. They're worth hearing, though, because they're good. But within the camps, each camp is contributing something. Contribution is part of the Burning Man experience. Gifting is part of the Burning Man experience. And so going with a camp, you gift your time and energy to the camp, as I did, and then the camp gifts all of what we have to offer, which is a cool place to come hang out, dance, have a few drinks, alcoholic or non. We do ID. And by the way, nothing costs any money. Also, if you're wandering down the street and there happens to be a dust storm, you can come in and hang out on our couches, free of charge. And that's how it is across the board, except all of the camps have a different theme. All of the camps have a different purpose. All of the camps serve in a different way. Ours was a dance hall. Others were straight up a bar. Many were restaurants where they served a specific food between a specific time. And if you knew when that was and you knew where to show up, you could eat, eat all the food you could possibly need while you're there. One of the principles is gifting. It used to be bartering system, but they've gotten past that. And now everyone is encouraged to contribute. If you come to Burning Man, don't just bring the price of your ticket and your stuff. Bring something to contribute. In that way, I volunteered with my camp and helped them. I also did some of my own performance art, which was a blast for me. Do you want to hear about it? I won't tell you all of it because you only get the full experience if you're there. But I actually got this idea from Sesame Street. So, this is what I myself, Della, did as my performance art, one of the things I did at Burning Man. I wore a fedora and a pair of sunglasses and a trench coat. And I tiptoed around singing the Inspector Gadget song. And I wouldn't make eye contact with people, and I would look over my shoulders really shady like. And then if somebody noticed me, I'd start talking to him. And I'd say, hey, hey, hey. And I wave them over. And then I, I still look over my shoulders like I'm all shady. And I say, hey, you look like a guy with a knife for a bargain. And then from the inside of my trench coat, I pull, I had made, cut out actually, from cardboard, three eights, number eights like an infinity loop, three eights. And I had them on a carabiner inside my jacket. So I'd pop those eights out and I'd say, hey, I'm selling eights. You wanna buy an eight? You know what eights are good for? You can go like this. And I'd hold one up over my eyes and look through the holes. And they would laugh at this point, but they kinda don't know what to ex- how to respond. But that's okay, because I got them. And I say, I got you, I got you, I got something special for you. I know what you want. And I reach into my other pocket, and I pull out a miniature can of Coca-Cola. And I say, how about a little Coke? And I got to tell you, this went over really well. It was a hit to everyone who saw it. As a matter of fact, I will be continuing this particular performance art at Synergy, which is the Southern Nevada Regional Gathering for Burning Man, in Nevada in about a week and a half. And I'm looking forward to doing that. So if you're going to be there, you might get to see the full part of that performance art. It's so much fun interacting with people in these ways. To go up to people as a different person, in character, in costume, and to just entirely be someone else, even if it's for a 30-second interaction. It is so much fun! I loved it. One of my absolute favorite things about Burning Man is one of my favorite things about life, and that is the amazing, awesome personal interactions that I get to have all the time. I got to have these as a nurse. I get to have these as a friend. I get to have these when I show up and hang out somewhere. And at Burning Man, they were just on a different level. The personal one-on-one or small group interactions where you really get to mirror your souls with each other these things, these interactions abounded in this place. And it was r- truly phenomenal. One thing that was really important, I've talked to you guys before about perfect timing. I've done a whole show on it, I'm, I'm sure. I believe in perfect timing and I believe that things happen exactly at the right time and for the right reason. And the more you just sit back and let it, the better things go. I'm speaking from experience. It turned out I went to Burning Man with my partner boyfriend Jesse. And as he was getting ready to go, including working on generators and RVs and packing boxes, et cetera, he injured his back. And the whole time we were at Burning Man for the 10 days we were there, he was in a lot of pain. And I truly am sorry that he was in pain. However, I I when we got back and I was able to 2020 the situation. I could really see how his injury paced us. At, at times I thought it was slowing us down and I had to remind myself to trust in perfect timing. But looking back at it, it paced us. As I watched some of my friends who by the end of eight or 10 days, just didn't have energy or a pep or motivation left because we had taken things slowly due to his back injury we were still able to have wonderful interactions every day and all the way up through the end of the week through the big man burn and the big temple burn, we were able to participate fully in the things that mattered to us most. And we went with a list of the things that mattered most and we got to do all of those things. And then we made a list of about 50 more things that we want to do that we didn't get to. And that's what I've heard it's all about and that's why they always say at Burning Man, next year was better. One important thing is following. You got to know. Yeah, we all just show up in the desert and do this thing. It's weird. Like 70,000 people show up. It's not a few of us. This isn't a couple. When we do the Synergy camp out, it'll be one to 2,000 people. This one was about 70,000 people all camping out together. It's fine. Actually, it was. It's really well organized. It's really well structured. And. It's a ton of fun. What this means, though, is that you have a lot of outdoor area. There's very few vehicles other than the art cars, which are registered vehicles as art. But most of us are walking around or riding bikes. And if because we're out at night a lot, you put lights on yourself and you put lights on your bike so that the art cars driving around and other people on their bikes won't run you over. Which means that when you're out at night, this wide open desert space is blasted with neon and glowing lights. It would be pitch dark if it weren't for all of the bright colors spinning and shining around you. On people, on bikes, on art cars, and on art, because we're out in the middle of the desert and there's art installations just in the middle of nowhere. For example, one of them was the word black, like five individual statues, B-L-A-C-K, and I thought that was really interesting. And it took me a long time to go past that. In fact, I'll tell you the truth. I didn't didn't see it when I was there. It wasn't until I got home and I watched a video of someone. The video showed that word black, the five statues of B-L-A-C-K. And then they moved to the side. And as they moved to the side, it transitioned into W-H-I-T-E. It's brilliant. And each of these statues are, I'm guessing, 10 feet high. But that's in that one because there are others that were like, the man itself was, I don't know, I'm not good at judging these things, and I was at a distance, but it had to be at least 50 feet high. And then on, and I'll get to the man burn in a minute. Following. When you go out with your friends at daytime, there might be a whiteout, and you might actually lose track of your friends while you're out. If you go out with your friends at night. There's a lot going on. It's dark. And you might lose track of your friends. It's hard. So you kind of end up following around. You, you stay in a group because these are the people you want to hang out with. And as you're moving from place to place, you kind of end up in a line following. And as I was following in one of these lines, one of these wonderful evenings, I didn't know where we were going. And I started asking the question, does the guy in front know where we're going are we following him on purpose? Does he know that we're following him? Does he know where he's taking us? Because I only want to be following this guy if he knows where he's going, he knows we're following us, and he's okay with that. And, you know, that's just how I roll that I would turn walking in a line into a bigger philosophical issue not issue but thing but I had that same thought about this show and my podcast whatever it is that I'm doing here plus all the other things because I have other things going on as well if you follow me like so many podcasters are like hit that bell follow follow I would love for you to follow me and one of the best ways you'll be able to do that is through my website and YouTube page and all the other things Some of those, all of those things are in process. All of those things exist. They're just not as built out as they're going to be. But one way you can follow the things that I say and do is by listening to my show or clicking a like button or hitting a follow thing or whatever. What I want you to do is I only want you to click that button. I only want you to follow me if you know that you're following me and you're doing it on purpose. I don't want you to click follow because I said, hey, click the follow button. I only want you to listen to the things that I have to say on purpose. I only want you to put these things into your life if you do it with real intent and purpose. Please don't listen to me passively. I mean, hey, if you want. I'm not going to tell you what to do. My request, though, is whether it's listening to me or buying toilet paper, that you do it thoughtfully and with intent and that you don't just follow on accident. I found in my life a lot of things that I thought I was choosing and it turned out that I was following on accident because I was following someone who I thought knew where they were going and maybe they did or didn't or they weren't pretending to or sometimes it works out, but I do better when I follow my own intuition. And if your intuition tells you to follow me, cool. Coming down to the last couple of minutes. All right. Thursday. So Saturday night at Burning Man, but kind of the point of Burning Man is they build this big, huge statue somewhere between, I'm not good at guessing, 50 and 100 feet tall. Might be more than that. It's a big statue of a man. And it has a kind of a similar look every year, but they also do it differently every year. Different sizes, different Things, and it also has art on it and I got to tell you guys there was art at the base of the man that when we walked through there I've never had art hit me like that I've never been stunned to silent tears looking at a painting and there was art underneath that burning man that stunned me to silent tears and I couldn't even explain why it was a beautiful thing so Saturday night well Saturday morning they cordoned off a big circle around the the man And Saturday night everybody shows up, 60 to 70,000 of your closest friends and we're all covered in lights and we're all playing music and hooping and hollering and having a great time with our friends and they let off a bunch of fireworks and then they throw a torch at that man and he burns down and we all watched and it was awesome. Watching this huge statue of a man burn and fall to pieces was a more powerful experience than I can express through a microphone. But even better than that, to me, my personal experience, was the next night, Sunday night, the other thing they do, the big thing that's every year, other than the man, is the temple. They have a Burning Man temple, and this temple is awesome for a lot of reasons. For one thing, it doesn't have doors, and everyone is welcome. For another thing, I used to love, I still love my temple experiences in my previous religion, but they don't let me there. They don't let me in anymore because I don't agree with them anymore. And I miss my temple experiences. And it was very, very valuable and important for me to go to the temple at Burning Man and have my temple experiences. But then on Sunday night, they burn it down. And all 60, 70,000 of us again show up. And, but this time, a lot of people were white, I did. And we sit silently. Some people stand in back, but they don't block views. And the rest of us sat and we were silent. There was whispers as they threw a torch at this big wooden temple and we watched it go up in flames and let smoke out into the sky and then burn to the ground. And I wish I could express to you through this microphone what a powerful and impressive lifelong memorable experience that was. And I cannot wait to go back next year. So grateful for that experience. Guys, my time is wrapping up. I'm almost done here. I love you so much. Thank you for coming to listen. I hope you liked that explanation. It was so cool. I, if, you, if you are inspired to come to Burning Man, don't wait till the big burn. There are a lot of small regional burns probably near you. Please check them out and figure this out for yourself because it's freaking awesome. I love you. Thank you for listening to me. I will see you next week on The Extraordinary Talk Show. You've been listening to The Extraordinary Talk Show with Della Hill. Search YouTube and Facebook, Spotify, or Podbean for video and podcasts of this show, or go to RadioStGeorge.com. We'll see you next week for another edition of The Extraordinary Talk Show.